Hey everybody and welcome to a very special Rabbit's Ramblings for Star Wars The Old Republic. This is being recorded after my play sessions in the beta tests, whichever ones I happen to get in. So there is no date for this podcast and no expected release date other than whenever it is the NDA drops. Like I said, these thoughts are pretty much right after the test, so they may become old, though my first test was about five weeks before launch, so they probably won't be too off from release. So the show is what it is. I will try and be not as opinionated as normal and try and be um, neutral in my thoughts and let you guys decide on your own. So enjoy the show! So my first experience was from November 11th to the 13th on a weekend beta pass. Of the weekend, I only got to play about 10 hours. The download took a ridiculous amount of time, uh, you know, because I'm on wireless and so it took forever. And that cut into part of my Friday time. And then, you know, by the time I got it, I couldn't play because, you know, I'm homeless and I can't play at night. So of the day that I could play... I paid about 5 hours on Saturday and then about 5 hours on Sunday. For this test, I got a Jedi Knight up to, I think, about level 7. He didn't even get to the advanced class split yet. And I took a Bounty Hunter up to about level 6, I think it was. She She didn't get very far at all. But I wanted to try and focus on just one class to see if I could get to that advanced class split to check out what it might look like, but I didn't quite make it, didn't quite have enough time. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! One of the big deals about Star Wars The Old Republic in terms of MMOGs is that it's introducing the aspects of story. Normally a story in MMOGs takes place in text boxes. It's kind of an old-school way, which is sort of changing. More and more people are, are starting to develop with full voice in mind and they're they're moving away from just text boxes so Star Wars The Old Republic will be one of the first ones that comes along that actually has all voice acting everything is voice acted probably not everything will have full voice acting like Star Wars The Old Republic because it does take a lot of money and time so it will probably still be one of the rare ones for quite some time The story is really awesome. It it sort of builds up what that character is supposed to be in terms of their class, and it introduces you to, you know, various story aspects of Star Wars. It also introduces you to sort of the feel and the, the flavor of that particular class that you're playing. Like I said, I didn't get very far, so probably the stories are similar for everybody because it's the starting base for that class. And each class will split... I I think it's twice. I think each class splits two times twice. So you have your first split will split you into two possible paths. And then I think each of those paths split into two other paths. I could be wrong. Like I said, I didn't get very far and I didn't 
certainly didn't get to the second split. You know, you can check it out on the official website and look if you're curious. So like I said, pretty much everybody that started out as one of four possible classes for each side, they're experiencing the same sort of quests, but, you know, they'll be slightly different because the story does give you slightly different choices. Like, as example, in one of the quests my bounty hunter did, there was a possibility to take in an NPC and, you know, sort of bring him to justice, or you could, you know, take a bribe and let him go, or you could just say you're a bad person and shoot him in the head. I decided to take that option and shoot him in the head because I'm a bounty hunter and I'm, uh, you know, sort of evil, sort of good. So I did that to be different because, you know, that's something not, normally done when you're when you're playing a MMOG you don't usually get the option to kill the NPCs because they were doing something bad this guy in particular was hunting uh, a native population of people and um you know treating them like you know stupid heads and and just killing them like animals so i said no you're going to die for that so so i i killed him but i was going into toshi station to pick up some power converters the story isn't just about voice acting. The, the voice acting is done in these sort of cutscenes that are, I guess you could say pre-rendered. The scene is pre-rendered in the game within the game engine. So it does look cinematic-like, but it is, you know, it's pre-done. But the animations of the characters in terms of how they're moving, and especially when they get up close and they, they show facial animations, it's really, really cool. I really liked it a lot, and it helped immerse me into the story of my character and the people I'm interacting with. But I'm curious about how long that will go on for. Like I say, you know, you got a one in four shot that the players are going to see this cutscene that they're working on. So I would expect that as you go deeper into the, the game, these cutscenes probably become more rare. I could be wrong. I could be right. I don't know. Certainly the voice acting and the cutscenes are definitely one of the aspects that pull you into this game in particular and set it apart from other MMOGs. My main concern though is once you do hit level cap, how often are you going to see them? Because typically in an MMOG, you hit level cap and then you pretty much stop questing. I mean, you have some quests that you'll still do, but you'll eventually burn out a quest really fast. So if the game is based on story and the story is supposed to be really awesome and you know continuing, is that really gonna happen or not? Is the game just really cool while you're playing and leveling up, or does it continue after you hit maximum level? If it's just while you're leveling up, then sure, you know, you got like eight plus stories if you play all the classes of, you know, all the people on one side. You got more if you play both sides. But still, how many people are actually going to do that? I think most people are going to play one character, maybe two you know, really seriously, and probably other people would pick up, you know, three or four characters and play them casually and not get very deep. I like the story a lot, but I don't think I like it enough to pay a monthly subscription fee and to have all these other noobs running around doing the exact same quest as me. You know, I, I don't really want to see people running around, you know, killing the exact same things I'm killing, you know, either 10 seconds before or 10 seconds after. That really kind of kills the mood when it's like, oh, go over here and kill these guys and then scan their corpses. And I do that, and then, you know, somebody else does that, and somebody else does that, and somebody else does that. It really kind of ruins that great story that they've built up.
It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Another really big issue I had with the game is that even though the story is great, even though the characters are pretty solid in terms of, you know, the NPCs you're interacting with, in no Star Wars movie or episode of The Clone Wars did I ever see any travel time. The heroes would get the mission or they'd get the call to action, off they'd go, whoop, transition, there they are arriving on the scene. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be epic, it's supposed to be action-filled. If there is downtime, there's a reason for the downtime. With Star Wars The Old Republic being a traditional MMOG, there is travel time. Yes, you can get, you know, flight points, as it were, and take a speeder bike from point A to point B. But if you're going to a quest that's, you know, somewhere within those points, you're going to have to walk. So it's like you get this really awesome cutscene with really great animations, and then you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running for five or ten minutes to get to where you're going. Meanwhile... All these other people are right next to you, running and running and running and running. And then you get to the place, you're killing the bad guys, you know, you get to the mission, you get this really awesome cutscene again when you complete the mission, and then you're coming back, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running. Oh, hey, look, there's the same monsters you killed on your way here, respawning and killing them again, and again, and again, and again. And hey, look, there's ten other people doing the same thing, killing them again, and again, and again. So I don't know. Um, if you haven't played a lot of MMOGs, this won't bother you. It'll be okay. But if you have, it's the same old open world. You're killing the same thing 20 times. It respawns five seconds later every time. You know, there's a hundred other people doing the quest in your area. You know, if they're in your level range. You know, as levels spread out, it'd probably be less common. But still, it's definitely not that epic Star Wars feel where it's a handful of people saving the universe. You know, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people saving the universe. While I can say I am sad that I won't be able to get to know the rest of the story of My Jedi Knight because I don't plan on picking up the game, I don't know that I will really miss his story all that much. A lot of the quests, like I said, are not epic feeling. They're like, they they are very cool in that, you know, you're saving a village of people or you're helping out these these people that are in trouble by, you know, removing the trouble. But it's a lot of really menial, lower-level soldier kind of stuff. At least, you know, for the, the Jedi Knight. Granted, you know, the Star Wars movies were pretty epic, so they were already pretty high-level characters to begin with, except Luke, who was a noob and then got power-leveled. But you don't really feel that way in Star Wars The Old Republic. You get the lower-level missions. You start out, the Jedi Knight starts out as a Padawan, and you're doing all these little piddly quests. There's There's not you know, that big quest. So you are getting the story, but you're getting the story from the beginning. And you have to realize that there's a lot of really menial, boring, 
day-to-day stuff that you're going to be doing. And again, there's travel, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running, and you're running. So if you're okay with that design, cool. You know, there's a lot of story. There's some cool stories. But there's also a lot of stories you'll forget just an hour or two hours later. You'll be like, you know, I did all these quests all day, but I don't remember any of them because they weren't very special. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Again, I didn't get very high level. You know, I got to like level, I think it was like 7 and like level 5 or 6. So I didn't see all that many skills. But the skills did seem really kind of basic and safe, as it were. Probably a lot of reviewers are going to be saying the game was safe. And what I mean by that is that like the Jedi attack was, you know, you got your generic single target attack that builds up, you know, a point. And then he's got this other ability that does like a small AE damage that uses points. He's got this other ability that does high damage to a single target and it uses the points. So it's on that sort of same system that's floating around MMOGs today that is you build up points and you use up those points. So by saying that they're playing things safe is that they aren't really breaking the mold in any way in terms of Skill design, from what I can see, they're all skills that you're very familiar with if you've played other MMOGs. You know basically what they do. You get this charge attack, it's going to charge, it's going to do some damage. It's not any different than any other charge in any other game. So the skills to me, you know, again, I was very low level. They just didn't seem all that interesting or different. And the different classes both had very similar abilities. The bounty hunter had a basic pew-pew attack, you know, it's range, so it's different than the Jedi Knight. But it was, you know, the same pew-pew, regular attack, and then the stronger attack that takes a little bit longer to recharge. And then you've got those other attacks that build off of those other points. So it was the same, very similar feel. I'm not afraid. Yeah. You will be. While it was very easy to be in a Star Wars universe with my bounty hunter, I expected it would be a lot tougher with my Jedi Knight because, you know, Jedi Knights are supposed to have lightsabers. They're supposed to cut off limbs, you know, when they get past a person's defense very easily. They're supposed to slice through, you know, waves of weenie creatures really fast. And this being an MMOG, you just can't do that. However, even though I didn't start with a lightsaber and technically that wasn't supposed to be happening anyways, it did feel really, really good in terms of combat and I guess you could say epicness, even though it wasn't epic, as just fighting weenie guys. The animations were pretty cool. I did feel like I was, you know, in the combat as it were. There was a lot of waving around of the swords, but the swords did hit other guys' swords pretty often and so... It looked pretty cool in in terms of cinematic quality. It certainly wasn't the wave, 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 wave like I expected it to be, where, you know, you just kind of wave your arms around and you don't hit anything or you don't, you know, meet with the bad guy. The bad guy could be two inches tall or he could be 20 feet tall and you do, you know, the same dumb animation. This didn't seem to be the case. Again, I didn't play very much. I didn't get very high level. I didn't get all that many abilities. And probably, I would guess, the animations are used more and more repeatedly than not. But I didn't 
I didn't have that feel of complete disconnectedness from a Jedi. I did sort of feel like, yeah, this this could be possible. This this could work. I I I would be okay with this. I was surprised at at how okay with it I was. So that's a a very positive thing for the the animation in the game. So my final thoughts for the weekend test are that I would give the game overall compared to, you know, the other MMOGs that are out there compared to I played 20 plus MMOGs. I've been in 30 plus beta tests. Not all MMOGs. Some were, you know, single player games or whatever. But overall, I would give it a B minus. And the reason for that is because they're coming out with a very safe design in terms of it copies several other MMOGs that are out there today. But the problem is that once it comes out, I think it's going to feel old really, really fast because. A lot of the new MMOGs that are still in development and coming out soon, 2012, 2013, those are working on systems that are different. And even the older games that have been around for a long time are really sort of evolving and changing their own systems. You know, not right away. They're working on it. But they aren't sticking with that same old design that Star Wars The Old Republic is going to launch with. So it's going to launch and be this new game but it's going to be using old concepts that have been around for a while. So I think players are going to get tired of it pretty quickly. Like I said, the story and animation during the stories when you're talking to the NPCs is great. So I I really love it for that. If the game were a single player game and focused a lot more on the story and had you know, I hate to say it, less content so that they could spend more time on the content that was there. I would have preferred to spend the time I spent on half as many things, but them being twice as cool, if if that makes any sense. I think the game would be an amazing hit if it were a single player or co-op player targeted game. Something like Blizzard has done with the Diablo series and not had a monthly fee. I think that would make it a much, much better game if it was, you know, a lot more targeted towards that sort of single-player experience because I really don't think the massively multiplayer aspect of it really adds anything. I certainly didn't really enjoy it any more or less by grouping with people. In fact, I kind of enjoyed it less because they were they were running around all over the place. They were going different directions. We weren't coordinated as a group. It just did not feel like I said, epic in a Star Wars way. I think it would have been much better with, you know, solid people that you know as friends. And granted, there's probably a lot of guilds and a lot of groups of friends that are going to play. I certainly won't be picking it up, you know, as a single person, not with a guild. I I suppose some of my guild is going to play, but I I don't think I'd be joining them because I would probably want to role play with it and, you know, have a lot deeper experience. I just don't think that deep experience is really quite there. The story is great. It's it's wonderful. If you want to learn the story of this character, go ahead and play. But I really don't think the massively multiplayer aspect of it really helps it at all. In fact, I think it kind of it kind of hurts them in that they've designed it around that because they aren't using any of the strengths of that, it seems. At least in the content I played, again, I played you know, I didn't even get to 
level 10 of, I think, 50, so I barely scratched the surface. But from everything the reviewers have said, everything they've shown of high-level content, it really just doesn't seem all that different. I mean, yes, it's Star Wars. Yes, it's a bit different. So, I don't know. Again, I leave it up to you. But I think they went too safe in terms of going with a design that has been around for years and years. And I think people are going to get tired of it pretty quickly. So, up to you. I think it would have been a better game as a single or co-op played game with no monthly subscription. I don't know. You know, maybe they'll pull the subscription away and say, hey, it's free to play um, pretty quickly. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're going to hang on to that subscription and try and squeeze the money out of the people as long as they can. So I don't know. I I think it's it's there, but not quite there, if that makes any sense. Like I said, B-minus, that, uh, that might tell you something. Um, I would not rate it as an awesome experience that cannot be missed. I would say it's a pretty solid game that you may or may not want to play if you have, you know, friends to play with and you enjoy that sort of deep, rich, single-player story. But don't mind all of the boring MMOG aspects that go with it, like long travel times and a bunch of loot that drops and you're just cycling through loot that doesn't feel very special. And, you know, all of the other MMOG aspects of being around, you know, 11 billion people doing the exact same thing as you. Or at least remotely similar. You know, as you branch into different paths, you will be doing different quests and have different styles. But, you know, it's an MMOG. You're still talking to most of the same NPCs. So, up to you. I don't know. Um, I'm still on the fence. I... I don't expect I'll be picking it up because of my current lifestyle, but, you know, like I said, if you have friends, if you have a guild, if you're really into the single-player experience, if you don't mind that monthly fee, might want to go for it. Those are all my thoughts about the Star Wars The Old Republic beta, and I don't expect to pick it up at launch, but those of you that do, uh, may the Force be with you. That's it. Okay, thanks, bye. But the story is really awesome. It it kind of hmm. you know you got more if you take play. So my final thought, I would risk. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by setting a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit dot com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use a space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com whenever you type rabbit in any of those be sure to, to put a one in place of i 
Rabbit's Rambling is a copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.